Hey there, friends. Welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we study the narrative of the life, teachings, and mission of Jesus Christ and the ministry of his disciples in the movement of the early church, the New Testament. I'm Sean Bailey, and I'm happy to be reading this scripture with you, unpacking what God has for you, um, and how we can apply it in a very simple, straightforward manner. So, grab your Bible if you can, and listen closely if you will, as we read through the New Testament. Today, we are going into Acts chapter 8. Before we begin our reading in Acts chapter 8, let's preview like we always do, it's so important that we preview together what we're about to read so that we can have our mind's eye ready, focused, and looking for certain things. First thing we want to do is know where we uh, came from to understand where we're going. In Acts chapter 7, we saw the amazing inspirational story of Stephen, the first Christian martyr, that amazing st- sermon that he gave that was bold, powerful, and that ultimately the religious leaders were so envious, jealous, offended, all the above, that they murdered him. He was stoned, he was murdered, and even in the face of his murder, that Stephen, with his amazing faith, um, saw Jesus at the right hand of the Father and said, forgive them, forgive them. Amazing, amazing testimony of faith. And we see now what happens as a result. In Acts chapter 8, we're going to see the, a, an explosion of persecution. Stephen was the first, and it becomes a snowball effect of persecuting the early believers. And that causes, causes everyone to scatter, to, to, to run away. You know, they're running for their lives, and it spreads throughout the the, the local towns and cities and communities uh, that that backfired because ultimately the gospel got to be spread as they were spread and pushed away God's ability to work through challenging circumstances notice that watch for the Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch this encounter between Philip and this eunuch watch the Holy Spirit guide and direct Philip and Watch the power of scripture and the importance of evangelism. We're also going to see the power of baptism take a a place here as well. We're going to be introduced to Simon the sorcerer and the rebuke that he gets from Peter. And uh, we're going to be exposed to a lot of good life applications from this as well. So... I don't want to dig too much into that. we got to read it first, and then we'll start talking about it. So let's read the scripture together. Here we go. Acts chapter 8. We'll start in verse 1. Starting in verse 1, going all the way down to verse 40. Here we go together. Acts chapter 8. Saul agreed with putting him to death. On that day, a severe persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout the land of Judea and Samaria. Devout men buried Stephen and mourned deeply over him. Saul, however, was ravaging the church. 
he would enter house after house and drag off men and women and put them in prison. So those who were scattered went on their way preaching the word. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah to them. The crowds were all paying attention to what Philip said as they listened and saw the signs that he was performing for, for unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and were lame were healed. So there was a great joy in that city. Well, a man named Simon had previously practiced sorcery in that city and amazed the Samaritan people while claiming to be somebody great. They all paid attention to him, from the least of them to the greatest, and they said, This man is called the great power of God. They were attentive to him because he had amazed them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Even Simon himself believed. And after he was baptized, he followed followed Philip everywhere and was amazed as he observed signs and great miracles that were being performed. When the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. After they went down there, they prayed for them so that the Samaritans might receive the Holy Spirit because he had not yet come down on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given through laying, through the laying on of hands from the apostles, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, so that anyone I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter told him, May your silver be destroyed with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this matter because your heart is not right before God. Therefore, repent of this wicked, wickedness of yours and pray to the Lord that, if possible, your heart's intent may be forgiven. For I see you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by wickedness. Pray to the Lord for me, Simon replied, so that nothing you have said may happen to me. So, after they had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they traveled back to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, Get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert road. So, he got up and went. There was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch, and a high official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem and was sitting in his chariot on his way home, reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. The spirit told Philip, go and join the chariot. When Philip ran up to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? How can I, he said, unless someone guides me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the scripture passage he was reading was this. And this is the passage from Isaiah he was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before its shearer, 
so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation? For his life was taken from the earth. That's the end of the scripture from Isaiah. And then verse 34 says, The eunuch said to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this is about? Himself or someone else? Well, Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus, beginning with that scripture. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, Look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? So he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the, into the water, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip appeared in Azotus as he was traveling and preaching the gospel in all towns until he came to Caesarea. That's the end of Acts chapter 8. Let's take a moment to reflect on this, unpack, and find some applications from what we just read in our life. Oh, wow. Looking at what we just read, we noticed the persecution and scattering from as Saul kind of spearheaded the way of the persecution from when Stephen's uh, stoning his martyrdom. As soon as that happened, that was a snowball effect. And so many persecutions happened all around the town. And so it spread everyone out, scared everyone to death, and they ran away. But the good news is, is that the Lord used that tragic uh, occurrence that was going on men and women throwing into, into jail and people being murdered well ultimately the gospel was spread to more and more communities all surrounding that area so good things happen even in the most difficult situations and we trust that so persevere in your faith and trust that God can even use the most difficult circumstances for his glory. It's easy application for us to see, and it sounds like a general general approach, but if we can find a, uh, a difficult time in our life, we can look back or we can prepare for that, or maybe we're going through it right now. We need to trust that God is in control and that he will use that circumstance for his glory, turning those obstacles into opportunities. Look at Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. You know, Philip uh, was guided by the Spirit, gave him guidance to get up and go. To, and um, he was, he approached an Ethiopian eunuch. Now, a eunuch is a man that has been castrated and was ultimately placed with the royal party. So ultimately, ultimately he would have no temptation of sexual relations and could not overthrow the royalty because he could not have any children. And so the purpose of a eunuch is, was commonplace in situations such as that. And so this eunuch was reading aloud from Isaiah, but he didn't really know he was reading. Philip steps in and is able to read, read and help him understand what the scripture says and teach him about Jesus embrace that opportunity to share the gospel 
and he was saved and as a result wanted to be baptized and he was baptized when they got to a body of water which is amazing scripture has an amazing power to transform us especially when we understand it when we take the time to understand when we reach out to someone to understand we need to prioritize understanding and applying scripture in our lives prioritize that look what it did for the eunuch look look what it can do for us and finally as Simon the sorcerer utilized spiritual power for personal gain it is so important that even though he wanted to repent true repentance true repentance comes from humility and a genuine heart and it was clear that he didn't have that he wanted it for personal gain and so it's important for us to attempt to intentionally seek out ways that we can avoid the pitfalls of pride and seeking personal gain and instead seek true repentance in those situations that Simon the Sorcerer is a great example of us of our world today we're a me me centered world when we have Christ right around us consumed with that even in the church itself Simon was following these men that were doing amazing miracles through the power of Jesus and yet he wanted that power so that he could have the glory himself all glory needs to go to God all glory should go to God in all things that we do at any rate, I don't want to preach to you too much. A lot of great things in Acts chapter 8. There was great persecution, but God used that for his glory. And as we go into Acts chapter 9, you're going to see that even more. And I'm looking forward to that. Until then, may your journey with Christ be filled with great growth, great faith, and ultimately that amazing power of his word. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to talking to you again next time. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this may God be glorified through our reading, listening, application and understanding of his word together.